Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Greg Garman, the co-founder of LawClerk, an online marketplace of freelance lawyers. He is also a founding partner with Garman Turner Gordon in Las Vegas. Hi, Greg. How are you? Hey, Ari. Thanks so much for having me. I'm a, a longtime fan of the show. Oh, it's so nice of you to say, and it's a privilege for me. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Law Clerk. Law Clerk came and sprang out of my legal career. I am a 20-year-plus practicing lawyer. I started as a summer associate with a regional firm and worked my way up to being the managing partner. And there came a point four or five years ago where I concluded, I think like the rest of us have, that legal was about to change and, and is in the middle of a pretty substantial transformation. And for me, I came to the conclusion that being at a mid-sized regional firm probably wasn't the best fit. I either needed to go big, big law, or open a boutique based upon you know, my practice. And so after a lot of thought, I ultimately decided to open a boutique firm that specializes primarily in restructuring work, company-side restructuring work, and litigation, and opened a shop of about 20 lawyers. So while we, we may not be as small as some boutiques, that you know, we went from a much bigger platform. But I'd been in the business of studying legal economics as a managing partner for a pretty substantial period of time. And I'd also gotten kind of soft and happy with all the resources that a big firm provides. And, you know, obviously having a much smaller firm, I wasn't going to have a tax lawyer. I wasn't going to have a securities lawyer. I wasn't going to have a, a criminal lawyer. And so really, Law Clerk came out of my and my co-founders' desire to replicate some of the resources that clients need and are demanding of us without having that fixed overhead and that fixed huge staff of lawyers in a giant machine, simply because the lifestyle the flexibility of the client base, the flexibility of the, the economic model, and it was just better in a small firm. So Lockwork was the intersection of me being a student of the economics of law firms, but at the same time needing to find some more resources for my smaller firm. How do you balance your responsibilities at Law Clerk and as a practicing lawyer? Well, the joke around here is that I practice law 70% of the time and I manage law clerk 70% of the time. And in most days, that actually feels like it's true. It's tough. There are legal technology companies that if you're a 25-year-old graduate of Stanford in the, you know, the, the computer science department, you could come up with perhaps a better way to manage e-discovery, just as an example. But if law clerk, we, we like to think that we're one of the few companies who are actually out there trying to provide a tool to allow lawyers to change their business model. And the intersection of the ethical rules and the law firm business model aren't something that if you're not a practicing lawyer, I think would be really, really hard to get your arms around. And so I think that you know a lot of the most interesting stuff that's happening in legal tech necessarily is coming from people who, who have a training in the law. And so your question was, how do I balance it? You put out the fire that might be burning the brightest, it might be daily practical aspect of it. But I love, I really do love both things I do. I really do love being a practicing lawyer, a courtroom lawyer, but being the founder of a startup and watching 
this baby of ours grow over the last 18 months has been one of the most special things I've ever encountered in my professional career. And so I really do think it's kind of a labor of love on both sides. But there are days that it's difficult. Certainly being a husband and a father of three, it's taxing some days, but it really is just a lot of really great, sometimes long days trying to keep both the company and the client base happy. For what type of firms are law clerks, freelancers most appropriate? So we built law clerk primarily for three categories. Solo practitioners, you know, everybody forgets that solo practitioners make up half the lawyers uh, in the country. And firms of five or fewer are three out of every four lawyers who practiced out of the million three of us that are out there. So big law has lots of resources. If you put stock in the, the stories that come out about realization and utilization, big law has a lot of excess capacity in the way of associates, and they have lots of underutilized resources to put towards a case. But solo practitioners and small firms don't. And so we really built law clerk for solos and smalls when they need an extra set of hands, when they're getting ready to go to trial, or they need subject matter expertise because you could do a will or trust for a longtime client. It's not your best use of time. So you could hire a freelance lawyer, a law clerk to get you the first 85 or 90% of the way there. And then the really the third big category of users are in-house counsel and in that in-house counsel are always trying to manage their legal spend and get the most done for the best bang for the buck. And so our freelance lawyers, our law clerks have in incredibly diverse talent pools and incredibly diverse specializations. And we've found that those three categories are primary users. But, you know, we certainly have had some medium and larger firms come in when they just need some extra resources to devote to a case. What types of projects can law clerks, freelancers handle? So this morning, like I do every day, I looked at the projects that came in over the last 24 hours. And, you know, they all generally fit into written work product. Our site is designed to allow you to tap into a nationwide network of freelance lawyers to help you get written work product done. And so, you know, when I looked at the list this morning, and we had a criminal case that came in yesterday. We had a commercial lease. There were complaints and answers and summary judgment motions. We had some zoning issues come in. And I recall there being a trademark issue that came in. And so it's written work product is primarily what we see. The largest single topic that we see come in is discovery, both propounding and answering discovery. And probably litigation work constitutes 40 plus percent of the projects that come in the site. But, you know, we see people who I'm notoriously bad at this. I sign up to teach a CLE nine months ahead of time. I'm willing to agree to anything. You know, we see people come in and ask the law clerks to help them get their CLE materials together. We've seen blogs that lawyers want to do for their own websites or for marketing come through the site. But those are the sorts of things that we see kind of day in and day out. What advice would you give someone who's thinking about using this system or this model for the first time, whether it's a law clerk or a firm that would like to enlist those services? Starting first with the attorney who wants to post a project on our site. We're asking a lot. We're asking attorneys to trust us with their most valuable asset, which is their client base and turning out a good product. And so, you know, what we tell first time lawyers is 
Try something that's not super time sensitive. You're going to be nervous about the work product you get back. We lawyers by default are a bit uh, of control freaks. We tell people the goal of using a freelance lawyer should be the same as the goal of using an associate or a paralegal. It's to get you that 85 to 90% of the way there with a good written product that you then can refine into exactly what you need at the end of the day to deliver to your client. The posting lawyer, your highest and best use is rarely drafting that research memo, drafting that first draft of a pleading. And so expectation should be to get you 85 to 90% of the way there. We have projects that go up in which somebody needs work done by the end of the day. And when you have an emergency, we have tons of resources to handle that. But don't put something up too time sensitive. Ease into this. It's a new business model. It's a way to leverage associate time, other lawyer time without having fixed overhead. And at the end of the day, you wouldn't give a project to an associate on their first day that was due at three o'clock. And so we tell people, treat the law clerks as you would somebody new who's working for you and you can build a relationship with them. And most of our attorneys work time and time again with the same small handful of lawyers. That's the second bit of advice we give. Your first project, you post a project and it goes out in the marketplace. And sometimes we have 50 or 60 attorneys who apply to work on a project. And the way it works is the attorney who posts the project reviews resumes, writing samples, and decides who he or she wants to work with. But what really happens is after a user becomes experienced, they tend to work with the same couple of people over and over again. And we have tools on the site that allow you to go directly to those people. On the flip side, if you want to be a freelance lawyer, the thing that we advise them most is make sure that if you are applying for a job, one, it's something you can do. And the timeline, it's something you're willing to do for the amount of money, but make sure that you're going to be a professional and live up to your obligations and make sure that you're not applying for work that you're not qualified to do. Because what we see on the flip side of what I just talked about is that we find that our freelance lawyers tend to work over and over again, and they build relationships with a small handful of lawyers. And so your reputation, just as it is as a professional in the city you work in, your reputation online is equally as important. And so we always tell all the lawyers on our site, protect that reputation at all costs, because essentially it's all you have to sell at the end of the day. How do you see the freelance market for attorneys impacting the profession in 2019? If we were to take a lawyer from 1940 or 1930 and travel them in time to today, this is one of the very few industries in the world in which somebody from 90 years ago would totally recognize what we do today. Yeah, we have some additional technology. We have electronic databases. We have e-discovery tools. But at the end of the day, the business model is unchanged for 100 years. It's billing your own time. And if you have the luxury leveraging apprentices, associates, or whatever the timeframes terminology would be. And that's changing. We all talk about it. The supply demand curve is changing. There are too many lawyers in the world. Legal services peaked as a percentage of US GDP in about 2006. And while we're still growing in absolute terms as a percentage of the economy, we are in decline from nearly 2% on a shrinking basis. And when you have those key ingredients of oversupply and changing business dynamics, something's going to give. And I think that what we're seeing in this environment is that 
the pyramid leverage model is one that's unsustainable for us as an industry. It'll still work for individual firms. And so we're going to adopt the same sorts of strategies that other professionals have had. I think medicine and engineering and, and lots of other professions have seen increased specialization. And I know that's what my clients demand is ever increasing specialization. The days of the general practitioner have really come to an end for all practical purposes. And so we're going to follow other professions. And freelancing, I think, is going to be an important piece of it because our freelancers, the overwhelming majority of them have really specific toolkits. They're subject matter experts, be it bankruptcy or estate planning or leasing, whatever the case may be. And I think that as clients demand more specialization, they're going to go to their trusted advisor, their trusted lawyer, who's going to need to rely upon an ever-increasing number of freelancers to get efficient subject matter expertise timely done for their clients at the end of the day. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Greg Garman, the co-founder of Law Clerk, an online marketplace of freelance lawyers. He is also a founding partner with Garman Turner Gordon in Las Vegas. Greg, thanks so very much. All right. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.